We are proud to present Daddy's Outnumbered. Hey, folks. Hi. So here we are. <laughs> really? Again. <laughs> Welcome to my world. What, really? Your world? Yes. Is a mess. But it's my mess. No, not your, <laughs> just your head is a mess. It's no. fine. It's it's my mess and it's You gonna clean it? It's a wonderful mess. Okay. All right then. Works for me. So we've been uh kicking around an idea and uh I we we had to kind of have a group chat about it between me and Erica and Sam. Mm-hmm. Um so we've decided that we're gonna convert this to a season based podcast. Yeah. So we're going to be ending season one right around episode 40. Um, We feel like this is best for everybody because Mm -hmm. we want to be able to provide better content, more topics. Yeah. And we also want to do some sound production as well. So we're going to take a couple months off and then we're going to come back. And Mm -hmm. during that time, you know, hopefully you guys won't miss us too much. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll we'll remind you. Jeez, we need, they need to stop talking so damn much. Yeah. <laughs> or you guys are like, we miss you guys. I know. I hope back? it's that one. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. So we're at, we're at episode 37 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got three episodes. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to do our Casey Weishi mm-hmm. interview um, this podcast, but uh, we ended up not being able to do it because of certain circumstances. So the next podcast will have Casey Weishi mm-hmm. and then hopefully we'll have another interview to kind of round it out and mm-hmm. end it. And uh, yeah, for sure. then we'll we'll go into, you know, our post-production mm-hmm. mode after, you know, season one is mm-hmm. ended and give you guys some hopefully better content and uh, keep you guys coming around. Yeah. That's our big announcement. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah, for sure. So let's do some random questions. I have some questions. Babe. Random, random, random questions. Every time you say that, I think of iCarly. I know. That's where I got it random from. Random dancing. Random dancing. But these are random questions. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. What was the craziest thing you did as a kid? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing there. i used to climb up on the roof of our old house mm-hmm. and jump from it down <laughs> to the crazy. <laughs> how old were you five uh six or seven no I, oh wait i take that back i okay. take that back mm-hmm, i have mm-hmm. i have something else um we used to live off this canyon and what we would do was mm-hmm grab a flat in a cardboard box (laughs) and we would sit on it and we would shoot down the side of the canyon to the very bottom (laughs) and you know it'd be a little bumpy hit a rock and you'd be like ow my butt my butt (laughs) but yeah i guess that's one way of doing it i think when i think crazy i think like like um do stuff that you're gonna get in trouble for or whatever no there's always crazy fun stuff what about you well, my dad reminded me of it a couple of weeks ago when I took when I snuck and took his truck and picked up my friend. You know who the friend is too. We still talk. Yeah. Um, and I drove down to Chula Vista to pick him up. <laughs> and I didn't even know. My dad figured out that I took the car. I was like seventeen. Yeah. 
See, she does stuff <laughs> that, that I'm not is supposed like to do. Crazy it get in trouble stuff. Yeah. I do stuff like crazy fun stuff. Woo! Yeah, right. There's the difference. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> There's a big difference. Well, my bad. It was fun. It's not my fault. But yeah, I guess there's two different definitions there, huh? Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Oh, well, it's the same thing. Oh, I have another one. Oh, geez. For my 30th birthday, we rolled through uh, Jack in a Box, and we ordered Who? me, Isaac, and Wendy, and we I ordered a... I was with you for your 30th birthday. Were you? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Maybe it was my 30th. Maybe it was like your 21st or something. Maybe, but we rolled through Jack in a Box drive through and I ordered a double cheeseburger oh, chicken no. patty with uh, curly fries drunk? and something else on top. No, I just wanted to do it to see if they would do it. It, it came out to be a $20 meal, but I took all those and made it one ginormous burger with the curly fries Did on it. Did you fucking eat it? Oh, yeah, I ate it. By yourself? Yes. The whole fucking thing. See, and that again proves that I'm more the crazy fun time guy. And you're like I'm the fun. more crazy, I'm going to get in trouble. Well, no, I just was helping out my friend. <laughs> by, by taking your dad's truck without well, his yeah, knowledge. I had my license. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to bring it back. Mm-hmm. It's not like... <laughs> with... Full, with with the gas right where it was when you took it, yeah, yeah. I was hoping that he would notice. <laughs> I don't, I can't remember if he caught me that night or if he caught me like days later. Probably days later. I think he probably caught me the day after. He probably kept on the gas, I think, or the mileage or whatever, and realized it. Anyway, what really stupid movie always makes you laugh? Can I go first? I have. Yeah, you can go first. Dumb and Dumber. That is my favorite fucking movie. Remember we saw the second one? Yeah. So funny. Jim Carrey is my favorite. He will always be my favorite. I'm trying to think what what dumb movie can I watch over and over again? Jim Carrey movie. And laugh no matter what. Yep. Dumb and Dumber and the Mask. Pineapple Express was pretty funny. Pineapple Express was pretty funny. Um, Oh, that one movie with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron. The Neighbors or something? The Neighbors. That was funny. Oh, there's another movie that I'm thinking of. It's a really... I don't know. I can't think of anything that that I could watch over and over and over again and just laugh my ass off. I really? mean, there's a couple comedians that I can do that. That's true. One being Burt Krushner, yeah, two being Joe funny. Coy. Like, I could watch yeah. their shit oh, over, watch their and shit over, over and over and over again, again and I would laugh, even if I knew the punchline, just yeah, because same. the delivery is insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Movies, I don't think as much, but I think comedians, yes. And Kevin Hart. I can oh, yeah, Kevin Hart, I can, too. Yeah, I can Kevin watch Hart. Kevin Hart over and over and over again and laugh every yeah, time. And his facial expressions are mm-hmm. just, they're just, they're right. It's perfect. It just makes you crack up. But, yeah. yeah. I want, there's another movie that I'm trying to think of. Oh, White Chicks. The White Chick. Yeah, White Chicks is pretty white funny. White Chicks. Um, oh, what was the one with Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz? Oh, there's something about Mary. Yeah, that one. That one's <laughs> funny too. Yeah. Okay, you ready for this one? Yeah. Don't give me shit about it. Have you ever made a TikTok video? Yes. <laughs> Not by oh, I guess you have, huh? I've by yourself. Made TikTok videos. Yeah, but you by stopped myself. making them. I know. I'm bad at. And you don't media. make them with me. 
I'm bad at social media. No, I, you I just could, don't know because like, I say, oh, okay, people want to make a TikTok with me. No. Here's my take no, on social media, in, including TikTok, right? Mm. If I didn't do any videos mm. or make any posts, it wouldn't change my life. It wouldn't make it, it wouldn't change it for the better. It wouldn't change it for the worse. Now I do have to do it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm even bad about that mm-hmm. because I'll go weeks and not yeah, make a post. I and I know, um, yeah, I, it doesn't change me. So I've made them. I've, I've made TikTok videos. Yeah, because I've sporadic. asked you to. But when I want you to make one with me, no. Yeah. Under, no, I, just, I don't want to just don't want to because you're okay here's here's the real reason why because you always give me shit you're like oh did you remember your lines what the fuck is this am i a professional actor (laughs) it's lip syncing even if i'm a little off it makes it fucking funny (laughs) i don't need to go and sit there and memorize like all day i don't memorize line after line after line after line same thing i don't have to do that no, like you this. don't. But me and Sam, it take we go through it like three times and we know our lines. Yes, I know. I'm stu- I'm stupid. No, I didn't say you were stupid. It just it but doesn't take us all I day. I just don't want to sit there and feel like I have to go through the lines. And then if it's not perfect, then you're like, oh, no, no, I didn't like that. Well, what the fuck? I w- I'm a one take kind of person. All right. <laughs> Let's get it done in one take because I don't want to sit yes, there and you have are to reshoot, one take kind and reshoot, of person. and reshoot. I I feel like the original. Yes, but the ones that I want to do with you, you don't have to say shit. You don't have to say shit. You just show up in it and you You look at me or something. Yeah, you just want that so you can fucking bash me and do some weird husband shit. No, that's not true. Where you can hump my ass. That's what it is. You want to hump my ass (laughs) in a TikTok. And say, no, okay, ladies, this is mine. That's not That's basically true. what you're doing. Well, they don't think I'm married right now. Oh, The really? two videos that you're in, we're not doing nothing. We're in front of the because, door singing. Because guys are and sliding into your DMs. Like, <laughs> is that well, what it guys is? guys follow me. So? Girls follow me, too. Guess what? What? You're going to sleep with me. <laughs> yeah, so <I> I'm aware. <laughs> so how does that affect me? It doesn't, but like this, I put that I'm even, married. Even if you were to get some free shit from a guy off of TikTok, <laughs> I'd be like, "What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> he touched my butt, babe." No, okay. I could well, just you're shake, still. I'll shake my ass on TikTok. Still going to sleep There's with certain me. things you won't let me do on TikTok. You won't let me shake my butt on TikTok or like have booty shorts. Oh, I had them on today, but what? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nobody needs to see your beef fucking taco but me. <laughs> that didn't say I was showing my beef no, taco. Nobody needs to see your glams but no, me. That's your, not your it gluteus, gets views, gluteus Maximus. It gets views, though. Nobody needs to see that shit but me. Okay, but it gets views, though. Yeah, because the horny ass no, men. Honestly, if, I have, like, a, if <sighs> I have 100 views, I'm good. Like, I don't need a million views. It's fine. Yeah. Um, are you ready? Yeah. <gasps> Do you believe in horoscopes? No. You should. Because you're dead on a Libra. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't Let's think see. I should be Let's see. going. Libra. I don't think I should be, you know, living my life by my horoscope. I, I didn't say me. live your life. I am me. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, who's my perfect love match? Oh, I'm, I'm good with this person, this person, and that person. No, that's not me. Your strengths are your open-minded, socially developed... I'm not socially developed. Yes, you are. Your weaknesses. I'm socially retarded. Oh, oh, your weaknesses is you hold grudges. <laughs> oh boy, that's fucking you right there. Don't you're laughing because I'm right. Look at that. 
I don't you hold like grudges. You like balance, kindness, partying with other. Oh, partying, not partying, partying with others and outdoor activities. Shall I go on? I don't like outdoor activities. Have you seen how pasty white I am? Yeah, but you still look like. No, you're not like that white. Pasty white. Well, I'm almost your shirt, albino yeah. white. To be happy, Libras want freedom of choice. They love to be able to do things and to buy things without having to wait for them. I, <clears> I still. <laughs> you still I don't, still don't believe it. <laughs> I still don't believe it. You, do, I'm not convinced. No, I'm just saying that it's, it's it, you're a Libra. Obviously, you do because you're trying to convince me of my horoscope that it's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's fucking accurate. I, I'm not going to live my life by it. It's it's. I'm just going to be me. The one thing that's wrong is that it says you're romantic. You can be romantic, but it's just random. That's the best way. It's to do random. It. Like it's not on days I would expect. Exactly. I hate that shit. It's like wha right? There you go. <laughs> They're Romance. sociable, friendly, and can charm most people. Um. <clears throat> I can charm most people. They're often indecisive. I am indecisive. Uh Huh? Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Libra's biggest fear is making a wrong decision. Nope. What's your biggest fear then? Wrong decisions all the time. I don't fear them. Oh, you like holding hands. Wrong. You like to cuddle with the right person. I like holding feet. I like (laughs) to cuddle with the wrong person. But yeah, you just you no. It says you cuddle. Oh, wait, do Libras like cuddling? Once they find someone they really care about, they want to lavish them with attention and affection. Mm. Yeah, you're a Libra. You should look at horoscopes, babe, because they're not no, wrong. They're wrong. No, they're not. They're not wrong. I don't like horoscopes. <laughs> it's because you know I'm right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that was my last question. Okay. So, random questions. Mm-hmm. Check. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the topic for this topic uh, this is deep, guys. Podcast, Not deep, but it's kind of it's sad. We're gonna go over grief. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have lost someone, lost someone, or a pet, or something, and and yeah. they go through grief, right? I've yeah. I lost my my father. Um, how long has it been? Six years. I lost yeah, him. Becca's gonna be six. I lost was, him six yeah. years ago. I was pregnant with Becca. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I went through grief, mm-hmm. and um, you held it together well, though. Yeah, like, but honestly, I, though, as I went through this, I could a hundred percent pick it. I could mm-hmm. tell, like, okay, I went through that. I went. Mm-hmm. I went through all right. the five stages. All the stages. Yeah. Some of them didn't take me very long to go. Yeah, through. I agree with you there. Others. I, I'm still, you know, going through it. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are still, you know, on like stage two. Yeah. So, um, and that's, right. you know, months and months after. And and we just went through a pandemic. Right. And we're still going through a pandemic. Right. And I'm, I'm almost certain that a lot of people have gone through all this grief as well. Within the past when, year, yeah. Yeah, within the past year, just losing loved ones. Mm-hmm. I agree. I am. Um, the reason... Be, well, the reason, well, like, let's face it, this was pretty quick we came up with this topic, but one of my old friends um, that I used to work with, what, what year is this? 
<laughs> back in 2009 or something. It was a while ago. Um, we used to work at a cupcake place together and she, we have followed each other on Instagram for years and she sees my stories and, you know, we talk occasionally and she messaged me a couple days ago and she said, you know, I just listened to your podcast about, um, the therapy, the children in therapy or whatever. And, and she, she had, God, almost two years ago, lost her boyfriend um, they were pretty much, they had been together for what, I think over 10 years or 10 years at that point, they were together a long time. Um, she lost her boyfriend suddenly and she went through all, she's still going through a lot of grief. Cause I see her stories and it's just, I was so heartbroken for her. Um, but she said that she kind of was, you know, on the fence about going to therapy because she feels like she played two sides to grieving I guess yeah like she or she's like oh I don't need therapy I'm okay like this this and that and then she'd be like okay well maybe I do for this reason and whatever but she said that we kind of we she related a lot to what we were saying in the in the therapy um podcast and I think that was with Sam wasn't it yeah we talked about kids in therapy kids in therapy so we talked about you being in therapy right and and, yeah Exactly. Semming and therapy and how right. I probably needed therapy. <laughs> no, we didn't say you needed therapy. But like she was talking to me and I was telling Steve like, hey, like Ashley messaged me and she said that she loves our podcast and this, this and that. And she's so thankful how open I was on the, you know, on the podcast because I talked about all my, cr- well, not everything because Sam was right there. But um, I just told her like, this is why I'm so open about it. Because someone's listening, someone's going through it. Some it's so damn taboo that nobody wants to talk about it. But you know what? It needs to be talked about in a certain, maybe not like all the details, but like some, as much as you're willing to open up about. But like that's why I told Steve, I was like, oh, you know, she went through grief with her boyfriend because he he had passed away, and um, so that's kind of where we were like, oh grief like people yeah. you've people lose people all the time i mean it's not the best topic to be happy about well, but you not, know not only grief talking but, helps you but know. pets as well you know you can definitely grieve a pet that's true and we've all been through you know some pet grief especially ones that we've been with oh, for yeah. you know 10 plus years for sure. 15 years for sure so um so yeah let's let's get into yeah. the five stages of grief yep um so stage one would be denial. Oh, so yeah. this is mm-hmm. where we say, no, you know, it, right. it, it, it didn't, it didn't happen. happen. Right. Um, or and we don't want to believe that. It yeah. Happened. We don't yeah. want to believe it. It happened right. uh, because it changes our reality. Mm-hmm. This is now a change in the way my reality is. And now mm-hmm. it's less mm-hmm. because I'm missing a, a somebody mm-hmm. or a thing. Right. And they're or, not there anymore. And they're not there anymore. Right. Um, so, you know, our reality is kind of shifted a little bit. Right. And it's going to take us some time to get mm-hmm. used to the new reality. Right. Um, we, I, I've done this and you pretend the loss doesn't exist or, or you oh, cope yeah. You, yeah. with your feelings of loss or you, you try right. not to, to cope with You don't want to think about it. Loss. You forget, like you try to forget about it. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely what you, I mean, I did I this. I feel with, like you did that a lot. Yeah. I did this when Pops died. Mm-hmm. You know, I, know you I, did. I didn't want to believe it, especially when I was told, like, I didn't want to believe that 
he was gone because you know he's he's my father and Mm -hmm. he was a male figure that i look up to and that i loved and i feel like you know he still had a lot to teach me at at whatever age you You were in your 30s yeah Yeah. i I will yeah you're right and i still feel like you know there was a lot left that he had oh yeah to give he was only in his 50s i mean he wasn't old so we we all deny right uh, and we go through denial. I also feel like you kind of did that, like pretend it didn't happen because I was pregnant. And after Becca was born, I feel like you kind of had a sense of, okay, like I have responsibilities. I can't, I can't be dwelling on this or something like that because it had just happened like a few months prior. But I feel like you tucked that away really well because you knew that we were having a baby. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but I feel like it was that too, because I remember like after he had passed, I was like, you know, do you need to talk about it? I'm here for you. And you're like, no, I'm fine. Like, it's fine. I'm good. And like, you would brush it off, you know? Cause I don't think you wanted to think about it or upset me or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just trying to get used to the fact, the, the fact that he wasn't around anymore. Right. And that was, you know, was it was your- difficult to deal with, but I, I got through it because I had to be strong mm-hmm. and I had to be strong for you. I had to be strong for mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, thankfully my uncle and my aunt were, mm-hmm. are two strong people yeah, and true. they were also, you know, corners, cornerstones that we could, you know, lean on Absolutely. as we reconstructed what our reality was. Mm-hmm. And that reality was he wasn't there anymore. And right. he, he was kind of the glue that held us together in a sense, but I agree. In a sense where we all kind of denied <laughs> right. um the fact that he was we, we tried to continue going mm-hmm. and doing things as if he were he was still right. there. Trying to keep and it just the family working. together. And yeah, it, it, just it just didn't, didn't work. work. It didn't work. And you know, that was all of us trying to deny right. that he was gone. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we all tried to come together and, yeah. and it just didn't work because obviously I have no relationship with my sisters right. and, you know, his girlfriend I have no relationship with because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just, the reality of it was he was gone. Right. So, I mean, that, I think that was like the hardest blow too, but um, I think that you your dad was probably the person I was closest with too. I had, that was the first person that I had lost somewhat close to me because before that I had just lost animals and my grandma, but she lived in Ohio and I didn't, I had a relationship with her, but not as close. You know what I mean? And I only knew your dad for two years, but in those two years, I mean, we were over there a lot. You know what I mean? Like we had conversations and like, that was like the, I feel like the biggest loss for me too. Yeah. Even though it was way bigger for you because that's your dad. But um yeah, that was hard for everybody. And like I went through the point of um grief where I was pissed. Like I think I went through the stages differently than you did because I was pissed at first. Yeah, well and and that brings to, you know, stage two, which yeah. is anger. Oh, I you was know? pissed. I was and, so pissed. And I was I was definitely angry. Oh, you too. I was, well, I at was first. I was angry 
that he was gone. Yep. I was also I was also angry because he this could have all been avoided if he had taken care of himself. And he didn't. He chose to continue down the path of eating horribly, not taking not exercising, and you know, he had diabetes and it was just it also was anger at him and his drug addiction because I feel like that was part of it too because he was addicted to crystal meth and I I strongly believe that that caused damage to his body you know when he was a heavy user at an early age and you know all this stuff like I, I was just angry I was mm-hmm. upset and angry and and I just I blamed him and then I blamed myself because I was also angry that I didn't call him the night before that he passed because mm-hmm. I wanted to because he was not he was recovering right. from surgery from heart surgery you right. know right so right he was you know it looked like everything was good right. and and everything was working in our favor and mm-hmm. he was recovering well and he was on uh, right. he was on the path to getting discharged mm-hmm. and he just isn't there anymore and you know so that that anger was there like why why didn't you take care of yourself why didn't you do this when you're supposed to do this when you were healthier right i also feel like in his mind he thought it's not going to happen to me like because a lot of people think that like oh i'm just gonna eat like shit like i'm i'll be fine like nothing's gonna happen to me i feel like a lot of people are in that mindset too even though they know they're eating like shit he was a heavy drug user like even like doing that stuff, they, you know, people just don't think anything bad will happen because, you know, they just, I mean, nobody likes to think that. Well, your reality adjusts as you, yeah, as you, you know, deal with diabetes and you right. deal with, you know, weight gain and, right. and being overweight and, and right. eating like shit. Like your reality adjusts and you're like, well, this is my new reality now. Right. And, you know, and, and then on top of that, you add in his, the fact that he had a leaky valve in his heart and that he had to get that replaced. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a combination of everything. And then his kidneys right. were shot. And right. I was just angry for him at him for not taking better care of himself, you know, for for being, you know, I, I can't be angry at him like I, I can and I can't be angry at him for right. his heavy drug use because that's what he did when he was younger before mm-hmm. me. And he even did it, you know, up to a certain point of me being like seven or eight. But um, after that, he got his shit together. And and like, that's the thing, you know, he got his shit together. And then, you know, just the the way his his life deteriorated in in Mm -hmm. the diabetes and losing a toe and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, you know, being overweight and and him having those health issues at the end and, and looking like he was going to pull through. Right. And then, you know, just, it was just me being really angry at the whole situation, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. including myself for not calling him. And Mm -hmm. and it was just Mm -hmm. me trying to cope with the fact that he was gone. Right. And he was no longer there. Right. And we all go through it. We're all angry. I feel like I was angry for other, I wasn't angry at him. I was angry at God. And I, was just mad because you know i know before when i when we told them i was pregnant they were happy like your dad cracked me up because who's pregnant yeah i'm pregnant like (laughs) who the fuck else would be pregnant like you know yeah who's pregnant who's pregnant 
You're um, pregnant? Right. <laughs> Who got pregnant? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was happy about it and he was, you know, I know deep down he wanted a grandson yeah, <laughs> because he'd, he'd already a had a granddaughter. But um, I was just like, I was so excited for him because, you know, at the time he didn't see Sam as much. And I was like excited for him to have a grandkid that he was going to see and, you know, or see more often anyway. Um, and I was also mad because he literally found out it was a girl, what, three days before. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't like upset, but like, I was just like, I was just so angry. I was like, fuck that. It just changed everything. It was like, fuck, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be. And I didn't have a grandfather growing up. Like my dad's dad wasn't around and my mom's dad passed away before I was born. So I was like, I want my kid to have grandfathers like i knew my dad would be there of course but i wanted her to have all of it you know what i mean like i wanted her to have what i didn't have and the fact that one of them had already passed away right four months before she was supposed to be born i was just i was pissed i was like this is like this isn't supposed to happen this wasn't supposed to be how it happened it wasn't yeah but you know and then you know so so we go into stage three which is bargaining and bargaining is you know you you you're love you're losing someone who you love and you want to bargain in various ways and that could be you know you're looking up to a higher power specifically god and you're saying god if you heal this person i'll turn my life around I promise to be better if you'll let this person live you know typically you know that's that's what we do and i don't and think I, you went through that though. i i didn't i bargained Oh. During before his surgery, before his surgery, yeah. so I do remember okay. this, and and okay. this goes to where these steps are are can be, you know, you can experience these steps in in different uh, out of order, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I bargained when he was right before surgery because you know, we didn't like, know. Hey God, you know, right. can you can you make sure that he pulls through this? I right. promise, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my life. I'll mm-hmm. I'll be better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be. A strong father mm-hmm. i just i need right. him like to right. to to survive and right. and i found myself doing that and and i've done it before in in my past as well like mm-hmm. i didn't realize it that i was doing it but yeah, yeah. i we bargain we we've i mm-hmm. and just recently my mom being in the hospital you know mm-hmm. i've i've done i found myself bargaining as well mm-hmm. You know, hey, look, I promise, you know, I'll be a better person. Just make sure she 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 she's survives. Is right. she's okay. And right. we all do it. We all sit there and we go, Yeah, please let everything be all right. And we right. we throw our heads up and we try and right. bargain with this with this higher power, you know, trying to convince them that we're gonna do well. We just need our loved one to survive, to right. get through it, mm-hmm. you know. It's kind of sad that that's what we we result to, even if we're not religious. But there's nothing else that we can do. Like that's just, I feel like in the moment, like when you don't know what else to do, and you think things are just slipping and they're going horribly, that's what you do. Like yeah. some people don't, but I feel like you know, even with with cancer patients or whatever, you know, they they bargain. They, they bargain with oh, yeah. the the doctor hey just mm-hmm. just do the surgery just just make sure they're okay because mm-hmm. they have to be okay right. you know you it's right. it's in your hands right. let's 
but can you can you just make sure that they survive? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose this person because right. I love them so much. Like right. we we I bargain agree. with higher power to right. say, you know, hey, look, let's yeah. Can can you make sure that they survive? Mm-hmm. You right. know, and it it's sad that so even if you're not religious, it's where you turn to. You mm-hmm. know, you find yourself in the chapel mm-hmm. on your knees praying mm-hmm. right. that this that they're hopefully going to survive, that mm-hmm. they're going to pull out of it. Right, I it's, agree. It's, yeah, it's it's one of the things that we I think we all do, mm-hmm. even when somebody's horribly sick. Mm-hmm. It couldn't. It it's not really. They're not dying, but right. we we want to bargain and and make sure that they're going to pull out of it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yep. So stage four is is depression, and this is where it gets really dark and lonely. And we all we all go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's various times where I've, I even experienced depression now, even after, you know, fully grieving mm-hmm. because I remember something or something, mm-hmm. some memory pops into my head, but right. you know, this, this is where we tend to kind of accept the new reality mm-hmm. and, and we, it, it, we've already bargained, right? Right. Um, the the new reality is inevitable. We mm-hmm. we've lost somebody. It, mm-hmm. Our reality is changing, mm-hmm. um, and we're not numb anymore to the situation. Mm-hmm. We've we've gotten through the point where we're just in pain, and we pull mm-hmm. inward and become less social and less inviting, mm-hmm. and right. we isolate ourselves, mm-hmm. and we deal with it. And mm-hmm. sometimes some people find the bottom of a bottle. Mm-hmm. Some people find drugs. And some mm-hmm. people, they they get through their depression mm-hmm. and they come out of it fine. But we all have experienced it. I think I skipped over it and, and really wasn't depressed. But I have my moments where, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of miss or want. Mm-hmm. someone to talk to mm-hmm. my specifically my father you mm-hmm. know to to ask him for advice or to talk to him or or to you know just reminisce a little bit right about our childhood right and him as being a father like i have questions that i have unanswered that he'll never that i never got around to ask but he'll never be able to answer either so mm-hmm. there's that depression where it's like it's fleeting moments, but it, it occurs. Mm -hmm. And because it occurs, you know, I, it it could be in the car, could be over. So I, I, for the longest time, you remember what, Mm -hmm. what song can I listen to? It was, uh, Um, Charlie Puth. And, uh, um, um, I'll see, I'll be, I'll see you again. I'll see you again. I could not listen Um, to it. It's from fast and furious, From fast and furious, but yeah, yeah, it hit you're right. home so yeah, it hard. It was right around the time he passed. Yeah. Um and yeah. and it would make me cry every or time. See you again. I think I'll it's see called you again. See you again. Or see you again. So it, it's um yeah, with Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth, see you again. You yeah. could not listen to that for I could the not time. listen to it for the longest time because it it just yeah. would bring tears to my eyes yeah. and it wasn't necessarily it, to you. it it wouldn't make me depressed, but it mm-hmm. would definitely make me uh, miss him mm-hmm. so very much. Oh yeah. Um, and now I get kind of down still a little some bit. Songs There's songs that you can't listen to, like some yeah. country songs, where it's like, 
um, You Should Be Here. That song, You Should yeah. Be Here, you told me that you, like, you can't, you cried at that I, song too. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. I just. You can't listen to certain songs. And you know, I get there's, it. There's certain things that just hit home and yeah. it's not really, doesn't really depress me, but it just right. makes, makes me sad. Yeah. I have, well, it's not the same. I mean, it's when Angel passed away. I can't listen to Halo by Beyonce yeah. because that and came Angel's out. your dog. Angel, yeah, Angel's my dog, yeah. Uh, my German Shepherd that passed away. She passed away in 2009. Um, she, I can't listen to Halo by Beyonce because my sister told me after, like a week after our, our Angel passed away, she's like, Halo by Beyonce reminds me of Angel because Angel, like with Halo. Yeah. Like, so now to this day, like I can listen to it for like maybe 15 seconds. I just, I always change it because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to listen to this. Because like, yeah. then it just puts me back in that mindset of, back in that time and during that time not only would i will it with all of it like i was drinking at the time and my dog died like it was just a bad time from like yeah. 2008 to 20 like 11 it was just like a bad time um for me personally but um but yeah i totally get what you mean about the song thing yeah. there's just some songs that you can't listen to and, and some people are in depression for mm-hmm. months uh, and, it, they can, it really, and you know what i feel like when you if you especially if you lose someone suddenly you kind of go through each stage you can go back to each stage no matter yeah, you where can. you're at like you know what i mean like yeah. even if it's been a couple of years like you can still be back at anger you know what i mean no matter what yeah you can you definitely know? revisit each stage yeah. i mean grief is grief you know yeah. it's, it's always going to be with us right i agree and you know so i i didn't really get like i get slight depression mm-hmm. now a little bit but i didn't have the chance to fully experience depression but that's you know we all mm-hmm. go and experience this at our own duration and in our own time um and then you know the final one the final stage is acceptance and by mm-hmm. acceptance i don't mean that you accept it but you're accepting the new reality you know mm-hmm. you're without that loved one yeah, and, trying to and trying to still to live your life, still live your even life, though that they're gone, even though there's yeah. a missing piece, and, and you don't, and, you don't want to, but you don't have a choice. Yeah, you, yeah. you've got to move forward. You know, hey, I accept that this person's not coming back, mm-hmm. and I've got to, you know, do my life mm-hmm. and and move forward and not dwell on it. But some people take a long time. To some get people, to that yeah, point. it does take a long time. It does mm-hmm. take take a long time to get into acceptance like mm-hmm. your friend ashley mm-hmm. it could take years mm-hmm. to accept that they're not going to be there mm-hmm. you know or it could be they've accepted it but then they come back and they go well you know this is the new reality but now i'm depressed like like you can revisit right. a stage you know right. or now i'm grieving sure. all over again because right. you know, i'm going through a hardship right exactly. and and it, it just strikes us no matter what whether it's a person mm-hmm. or a pet mm-hmm. or you know that those things are things in our life that mm-hmm. are you typically with us for a long period of time especially pets you know especially dogs mm-hmm. you know they say that they're man's best friend they're man's best friend for a reason mm-hmm. you know they're they're there to be on your side they're there to make you happy mm-hmm. they're there to make you they make you complete you know and there's a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. people who go out and they have their fur babies especially cats too you know some cats well, I didn't are have a very, cat till now. Very intuitive. Yeah. Um, I've been yeah. through both on both spectrums. Like I've had I've mm-hmm. lost dogs and cats. 
and mm-hmm. you know it sucks mm-hmm. um it, it it really does but yeah. you accept it mm-hmm. and you, know, you move forward once you're through your five stages of grief right. um and like i said you could like i experienced bargaining first mm-hmm. and then anger that's true and denial and i went from or denial anger, anger. i did anger then denial I was at anger for a while, though. Yeah. Anger for, like, a couple months. Denial. I wasn't really... I didn't really go through depression, but when we were in the... the one after Right after I had Becca, we were, like, crying our eyes out because she was just born and she was crying. That moment, I was really sad, too. Yeah. Because I knew that he was never going to meet her. Yeah. So, but I know you just go through different phases. And and it sucks because he passed, and we're bringing a new life. Yeah, world. I feel like I felt. I mean, I didn't feel guilty, but I just was like, I don't know. I felt at that moment, I was just like, he should just he should be here, even though I knew he was there, just not physically. Yeah. It just it still sucked. You know, and I feel like that was part of the reason why we were crying so hard too, because we knew. But yeah, I yeah. we definitely went through different in yeah, different we order, dif- different stages <laughs> different in order. different orders. And, and yeah. for some of us, for you, you know, you may have been at a stage a little bit longer than me, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Yeah, you know, so it's well, it's, you also grew up with him, so I feel like my grief was different in that aspect too. Because I had only known him for two years. Yeah, but those two years, you know. You, yeah. It was a pretty hard, a pretty big impact. You know, I think so, yeah. That that was going to be, you know, your father-in-law. Mm-hmm. And he was going to be a grandpa. And, mm-hmm. you know, that stuff kind of hits home. Especially when, you know, you're in love and you've met. <laughs> you've <laughs> met kidding. that person, you know. Yeah. And you know that they're they're going to be part of your family too. Your, your extended family. Yeah. So it's it's definitely hits hard, especially when, you know, somebody who has been so big and powerful, you know, in your life, but for such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's true. So then um, let's go into how to help with grief. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, try to avoid <laughs> oh, fixing it. Oh, yeah, you or trying to rescue it. that person because yeah. they don't need to be fixed. They don't no. need to be rescued. They need you to just listen. They just need to get there through. Yeah, they just need yeah. to get through their five stages. Yeah. So if you're just there. That's it. If Just be yeah, there. Just be that's, there. That's it. You know, be accessible. Just say, mm-hmm. hey, look, I'm here. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk, mm-hmm. you want to cry, like mm-hmm. you want you know, six pack. I'm <laughs> I'll go buy you. I'll go buy you a, a bottle. Like Let's go. I'm, I'm here. Like I'm. Yeah. You want to punch a wall? Anywhere. You can go punch the wall. The fence outside. You can't punch the wall in here. But you, know, you need me. I'm here. And, right. And I know I've got a good support group of of people that are accessible. You know, my best friend Isaac, you, uh, his wife Wendy, like. Mm-hmm. You guys are all accessible, and you all helped me. I try to be, but usually, get through. I'm fine. Well, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it just hits me when you're not around. Like it's it's difficult. I know. Um, don't force helping. 
Don't mm-hmm. at all. Don't don't try and Yeah, I learned that the hard way. Force being a helper and try to rush them through their five stages. Oh no. I just I I feel like I was like, Are you okay? Do you need to talk? Like I'm here. Like I feel like I was pushing you too much at some points because you were like, Babe, I'm fine. It's like it's okay. But I felt like you were bottling it up when you really weren't. You just I just felt like you kind you of You felt were. like I should have grieved more yeah, than what I, felt, I did. Yeah. But you I just needed I just, to realize that you had your own grieving process that you way. had. So I I feel like I was a little too much at those points, but overall, like and, I didn't I wasn't like in your face all the time, but Yeah. And I think and I think it's it's good to note that we all grieve differently. We mm-hmm. all grieve in different ways. We mm-hmm. all our grieving process looks different. Mm-hmm. You may grieve by crying your eyes out every night. I may mm-hmm. grieve by going outside and looking up at the stars mm-hmm. and being internal, right. like right. intrinsically viewing right. things and going over things in my head, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we, everybody's grieving process is different. It What my grieving process is may not look like what my best friend's grieving process is. It may not look like what my our neighbor's process is. Right. So let's, let's kind of get that out there right out the gate not everybody's right. gonna grieve yeah. the same way right i agree um and then the last thing is to offer a shoulder or mm-hmm. uh an ear to either cry on or listen to mm-hmm. um and and try and uh, you may not be able to do much but try and make them laugh a little bit try and mm-hmm. inject a little bit of humor you know we all need to be uplifted even mm-hmm. if we are depressed even if we are uh angry we we're all gonna want a good joke or Mm -hmm. to go out and cut loose a little bit maybe Mm -hmm. some comedy like it it, it's dependent upon your friend or your family and what Mm -hmm. they enjoy right but try and uplift them a little bit you Mm -hmm. know and try and be there and Mm -hmm. you know try and be that person that crutch that accessible person that's going to help them yeah i agree yeah um and then you know just give them a little bit of space and and hopefully as you're being accessible Mm -hmm. they'll reach out to you yeah that's true that's very true i know what people on my instagram if i'm not i don't really talk to them i'm not particularly close to them but like if they're going through something or if they lost somebody or whatever i'm like Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily say I'm here for you, but I'm just like, Hey, like, I think they know like, Hey, I'm here. If, even though we don't talk, but we, we all get it. We yeah. all get that person who's like, Hey, I'm here for you. Human. If you want to talk, if you right. want, you know, yeah. somebody to sit in a dark room with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's nice to have that person. Mm-hmm. The, the question is whether or not they're going to be there and actually be accessible. Right. Or is it just what we, Right. typically tell people hey i'm here you know Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. like i said there's a handful of people that are that are going to be accessible to me Mm -hmm. you isaac wendy Mm -hmm. you know and and you know possibly other people that have come into my life more recently Mm -hmm. but um that i know that for sure i can count on those people now our podcast followers may be another way to Mm-hmm. to do it and and right whenever i posted something everybody's always 
been so forthcoming and um, accepting. And so all I can say is you never know who you're going to touch. You never know who you're going to help. So as people grieve, and if you have the chance to be accessible to somebody Mm -hmm. and be there during their grieving process, Mm -hmm. do it because you may have made a new friend for life. Right. You may have accepted something or, or been there for somebody in, in the toughest time in their life, and they appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. So that's if you're true. listening and you're going through these five stages and you need somebody or you need somebody to be accessible or you want to talk, um, find some help, mm-hmm. find a friend. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have anybody who's accessible... I'll be accessible. <laughs> so um, I've been through it. You've been through it. We've all been through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may have to go through it again soon, as much as my mom's been in the hospital and everything. Hopefully not. Um, I may be bargaining. but <laughs> may be bargaining. But uh, I've found myself doing that. Um, but if you need somebody to help you through these five stages of grief, find someone. Have a have a friend. Make sure that you are in a safe spot mm-hmm. because you're special. Everybody's special, mm-hmm. and you have a story. And we want you to get through it so you can then help somebody else with their grieving process. Mm-hmm. So we love you guys. Yes, we do. Uh, we are going to be ending season one in three episodes, and hopefully, we'll have better content for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're killing it now, but <laughs> we, we definitely want to uh, have some interviews lined up mm-hmm. and some better topics mm-hmm. and get you guys some more unsupervised and supervised content. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we love you guys. Be safe. Yes, you do. Ma- uh, mask up. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Practicing social distancing. And if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, join. Um, friend us on ig um, where are you going with that i know i was like what what wait um. (laughs) where am i going with this myself um friend us shoot us a message we love hearing from you guys Mm -hmm. and we love you guys in general because you're our podcast family Mm -hmm. so have a good day (laughs) night wherever whenever however you're listening at what time of the day you're listening to this But uh, just know that you guys are in our thoughts and in our hearts. Bye.